This is Modern Leader, the podcast for corporate career women who want to feel good on their way to the top. I'm Emma Clayton, and I'll be sharing with you tangible advice to help you stop sacrificing your soul in the name of success and experience more balance, confidence, and fulfillment both in and out of work. Hello, and welcome back. Here we are again. Thank you for being here. You know, it's never lost on me when someone tunes in week after week to hear what I have to share. So thank you so much. And if you ever want to continue the conversation, then please do join me for the next Modern Lead Her Connect call. The idea behind this is that it becomes like a bit of a network. So I start a conversation here then we continue the conversation there. You get to connect with other women who want to do things differently, who want to update the way that they move through this life and who want to do it consciously and intentionally, right? So it is a free event to come to. You don't have to prepare anything. Just come along as you are and, yeah, let it unfold naturally. So I hope to see you on the next call. Just check out the link in the show notes. So what I want to do today is really build on that conversation that I started last week where I shared with you this idea or this concept of unbecoming, the process of unbecoming and how it starts with awareness. And the first thing I guess I want to bring some awareness to is when the success that you've created in this life to date and everything you have that you see around you from your home to the relationships to the car you drive to the role that you're currently doing at work to the people in your life to the everything you have actually created that you've had a hand in creating that but what happens when what you've created doesn't actually feel so good anymore so what I can relate to because it's my story and I wonder if this resonates on any level with you, is that I, for a long time, was pushing and striving for success that looked a certain way. And that really was the prestigious job title, you know, the director level leadership role, the travel around the world with work on business expenses and a certain level of salary. I was absolutely gunning for that six-figure salary and I wasn't going to stop until I got there. And I got there... And it wasn't all it cracked up to be. And the worst thing about it was my friends, my family were proud of me. You know, they saw me as this successful career woman. I had the car, the man, the house, the holidays. I travelled, all that stuff. And yet something inside of me just felt off. And I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. So I obsessed over what I knew wasn't quite right in my life and that centred around my weight and my body and my looks and I had tried all manner of diets through my 20s and even in my early 30s and even though I had success on some of them, which shall remain nameless, I always regained the weight and I was just so sick and tired of this and I just thought if I could just lose the weight and get back down to what I was when I was 21 then I would be happy forgetting actually that I wasn't happy when I was 21 either but that's another story for another time I guess I was like very aware of this dissatisfaction I had with my physical being and wanted to fix that 
So I remember vividly searching on Google for how can I lose weight and keep it off? And what came up in my search results was a psychotherapist who happened to practice just down the road from the office and she was specialising in sustainable weight loss or something like that. So I went along to my first session and uh, shared my life story up until that date and like really kept it together. I was quite proud of myself for getting through my first therapy session without crying. <laughs> and then she walloped me with her diagnosis, which was that I had high-functioning generalised anxiety disorder and that actually she didn't think she needed to see me due to my relationship with food, but she needed to see me due to my low self-esteem and lack of trust due to childhood trauma. And to say I was in complete denial for days afterwards is an understatement. Now, I went on to hire this woman, but I know that the words that came out of my mouth to follow was that I am not susceptible to mental health issues. I actually said that. I can't believe it in hindsight. But it was clearly a belief that I held. I actually believed that I wasn't susceptible to mental health challenges. And I know where it comes from. It comes from my parents, who also don't think that they are susceptible to mental health challenges. And they come from a time where it was a more taboo topic than it is today. So it revealed one of my beliefs around mental health. And then I can remember really defending my position. I was like, I'm not anxious. I'm just nervous in those situations that I described around presenting at work or being in group situations and having to use my voice. But through my denial and my pushing back and the later conversations that we went on to have, I was able to start to connect some of the dots and go, oh, that time that thing happened back then is why I don't trust people today. Or that thing that was said to me all those years ago in the playground is why I started to have a relationship with food. But underneath that, the root cause of that was this like deeply rooted lack of self-worth. And not to stop there, but with that new awareness, she was able to give me some tools that I could actually use in the moment that I was experiencing some of those less than positive, unwanted sometimes feelings and experiences. And so I was able to start to implement that in everyday life and start to improve on how I felt. So I share this not to say that everyone needs to go to therapy, although I might argue these days <laughs> that it wouldn't do any harm for everyone to experience some therapy at some point in their lives. But it's to say that if there is something that is like nagging you, that's knocking at the door, like my eating behaviours were, they were getting louder and louder because they wanted me to pay attention to them. They wanted to be heard. They wanted to be seen. So oftentimes our kind of quote-unquote unwanted habits, whether that's overeating, undereating, controlling what you put in your mouth, maybe binge drinking at the weekend or drinking too much throughout the week, maybe even over-exercising, you know, putting yourself through the paces too often um, throughout the week as way of punishment. These kind of unwanted habits that we have that we can't seem to break are clues for us. They're signals. They're asking us to pay attention. Now, if there's one thing I've learned about trauma in the last 10 years that I've been looking at my own is that as a society, 
we have a lot of trauma that we're carrying around with us. And I have a very good friend, her name is Megan Clinton. I'm sure I'll have her on the on the podcast eventually. She was certainly on my last show, The Emma Clayton Show, and we talked about trauma and it is her belief as a trauma psychotherapist that you know most people are walking around with some level of trauma. Now there are obviously massively varying degrees and I think what was super fascinating for me to understand is there is a new scientific understanding that when we put a baby down that is crying and we leave it to cry, there is a loss of connection, which is a baby's primary need. So when the baby comes into this world, they need to be held and to know that they are safe, that they're not going to be dropped and that they're going to be fed and watered. That's all, that's their basic survival instinct. And when they're put down and they're under stress because they're crying and they want attention and they don't get it, that is traumatic to the baby. And that trauma is stored in the body and lives in the body throughout you know, your life until you actually look at it and understand it and somehow liberate it, okay? And what that tells me where I'm at now is that we just have this opportunity as grown-ups to have a lot of compassion for our younger selves and for the coping mechanisms that we learnt. Like I was young when I learnt that food made me feel better and rather than berating myself for continuing this habit into two, three decades, I can have compassion for my younger self for doing the best she could when she had no other means of processing all the high emotions that were going on for her because there was no one there as an adult to help me process those high emotions. When I can see myself in a different light and stop beating myself up, then I can do something with that, you see? So I just want to take a moment to pause and give you the opportunity to think about some of your maybe unwanted behaviours, habits, things you do that you don't like about yourself and just reflect on where they came from and how they served you back then, like how they really helped you feel better. And can you find it in yourself to just give a nod to that younger version of you that was resourceful in finding ways of coping with life in the trials and tribulations of growing up and just thank her for doing the best she could. So it's fair to say that for me, going along to that therapy session and having a few months of therapy thereafter really was the catalyst for my fascination about how we grow and evolve through our younger years and how that informs who we turn out to be as we're forming as adults and then the knock-on impact that it has on some of our behaviours and how much we feel we have control over that or not and then what we can ultimately do with that when we understand and we connect the dots and we get this new awareness. And this, I guess, is what I now call the inner game. This is what I mean when I'm talking about the process of unbecoming, playing the inner game of becoming all of who you came here to be. 
it's that unlearning some of that stuff. It's revealing some of those limiting beliefs that you have growing up. It doesn't matter where they came from. They might not be serving you anymore. And just opening your eyes to a new way of thinking and being. I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes that the inner game is more the personal development piece. This is where we go deep inside. And the benefits of doing that work is that it has a knock-on impact on how you show up professionally. So I don't believe I can do the work that I do in terms of helping you bring your whole self to the table, your whole authentic self to the table and lead in your own way and make a bigger impact and have an influence in those discussions and have you brimming with confidence until we've had a bit of clear out. And when we start to do that, you start to see that you have more control over how you feel. You want to feel good, you create more things in your life that are going to make you feel good than not. And actually by now, hopefully you can see, I am not talking about material things such as a new car or another holiday or another zero on your salary or a bigger bonus, a high performance rating. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about creating this congruence in your being one where there's no line of separation between how you feel on the inside and how you show up on the outside and that may not mean that you ever completely eliminate something like anxiety or binge eating for example but it does mean that you have the tools to navigate it when it does show up and ultimately when we can start to feel good from the inside out more often than not that is freedom right there. It equals more moments of inner peace than inner turmoil. It's more headspace to think about the important pieces of work that you want to do whilst you're at work, rather than worrying about how you're being perceived or whether or not you're doing a good enough job. When I think about how much of my headspace I used up worrying about what other people must be thinking of me because of something I did or something I said or something I didn't do. It was unreal. And I don't waste that energy anymore. And that energy can now be spent on more productive things. So this is why I'm so passionate about helping you initiate the inner game. This is where your personal development meets your professional development. You can't have one without the other. This is how you ensure you do success without sacrificing your soul. And it's all because I want you to feel good on your way up the career ladder. And we do this by working from the inside out. And if you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, where do I even start with this? First of all, stay tuned, OBS. Uh, we'll be going deeper into some of these ideas and also giving you some more tools. The vision I have for this podcast is that it gets to be super high value, super potent content that you can come back to time and time again. So any masterclasses that I would have done on social media, any paid workshops that I would have done, I'm actually going to do them here because I want this message to be spread wide and far. I want this to impact women on a bigger scale. I want Modern Leader to get on the map. And then also, if you were interested in doing some self-study, I have a number of courses that I ran throughout 2021 
in what I called the initiation membership. And those courses are all sitting there ready for you to dive into. You can buy the bundle, all of them, or you can buy them course by course and work your way through them in no particular order or in the order that they're shown. And um, you'll find the link in the show notes. It's also on my website, emmaclaytonxo.com. So by all means, head on over there and see what is calling you to dive into first. In the meantime, if there is anything that you want to discuss further, by all means, make sure you register for the next Connect Call. Bring whatever's present for you and we can talk about this further. It'll be a kind of Q&A style open conversation there may be an opportunity for some hot seat coaching depending on what's going on for you and um, just an opportunity to hear from others and to know you're not alone right and to like I said continue this conversation so thank you for tuning in thanks for listening to parts of my story I hope this landed with you in a way that you can have a new awareness for your own self and where you're at and I look forward to seeing you next time Take care.